This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Thinking and Doing. In this podcast, I examine logical fallacies, cognitive biases, stoic teachings for masters past and present, and tips on being better at life. I hope it will be as instructive to you as it is to me in the pursuit of thinking and doing well. If you'd like to kick back a small commission from every Amazon purchase you make at no extra cost to you, please use and bookmark our special link at AmazonEVC.com. That's AmazonEVC.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We're going to look at several life pro tips in this episode that I think will be helpful. All right, let's get right into it. These first two are related, and I thought they were pretty good. It's something that I used to do, but I haven't for a while. It says, for insurance purposes, take detailed photos of every room inside your house. Or the second one says, record a quick video tour of every room in your house in the event of all all of your possessions are lost in a fire. So when I when I first became a homeowner, um, I started two spreadsheets. The first was a spreadsheet of my library, which I've maintained. The second was a spreadsheet of all of the valuables that we owned, which I have not maintained. <laughs> and I just included what it was, uh, you know, make, model of the printer, of the computer, of the TV, stuff like that. So that, you know, in the event of a robbery or a fire, it would be easier to say this is this is what we had. These are the valuable items we need we need to be covered. This is probably better to take photos probably of each uh each um each side of each room. Just boom, 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 four photos, go to the next room, boom, boom, boom. And you could pair that with a spreadsheet of, you know, in this room are these items, in this room are these items. The video tour could also be helpful because you might catch stuff that your photos don't. You could go in and out of each room pretty, pretty swiftly. And I would probably update that once a year. Uh, same with the photos. Um, I had a friend who had a big flood in his basement and lost a whole bunch of stuff. Otherwise, I haven't really had any issues myself. In that regard, uh, we did have a small earthquake a few months ago, a couple months into this pandemic, about a month into, I think it was in March, maybe it was April. It kind of rocked the house for a minute. It was like a 5.2. That was a bit of ways, the epicenter. Anyway, that, that woke us up one morning. That was interesting. Um, so, you know, I think this is pretty good advice. Photos, video, spreadsheet. You know, just in case something happens, you've got a loss, you know, you want to be covered. That's why you have insurance. Um, Okay, Uh, here's the next one. After buying a new item, pick something old to donate or throw out. It's really easy to have a situation where you, especially here in uh, the quote unquote first world and and in in as wealthy place as I live here in, in Salt Lake City, Utah, United States. North America, planet Earth, <laughs> to 
you know, have too much stuff. Okay, I guess, you know, it's a good problem to have, but what's the point? It's probably a good habit that when you do buy something new, such as some new clothes, dig into your stuff, find the clothes you're not wearing anymore, and donate them to Goodwill or, you know, whatever secondhand store is in your area. I really like that idea because not only are you donating clothes to somebody else who's not, maybe not, doesn't have it as well as you and goes to and shops at those places, and I've shopped at those places before. I used to go and, and find uh, blazers, and I got three or four that I used for a while. Don't really wear blazers right now, but I still have them. Anyway, um, I've gotten a lot of books from those places, too. I actually really enjoy going to those places and just spending time just slowly going through their books, um, finding stuff. Oh, I like that. I want to read that. This, that. You know, and they're a couple bucks each. It's, I mean, sometimes you find some gems. Most of it's just a bunch of, you know, uninteresting things. Anyway, yeah, you buy something new, whatever category it's in, find something old that you're just not using anymore. And if it's got holes and whatnot, toss it out. If it doesn't, then it's a good idea to donate it. I think that will help you maintain a tidier space. You won't get crowded with stuff. You won't become one of those hoarders and then you start getting bugs and rodents and uh, smells and dead things and rotting things. And don't become one of those people is my advice. Uh, I don't think that's helpful. I think that's a sign of bigger problems when I, when I see that. So you get something new, find something old, donate it, throw it out. And if you're always doing that, then you're going to keep yourself from accumulating. So I really like that one. All right, next one. If you have difficulty getting out of bed in the morning, try stretching. Um, that's really good. I actually do that. I kind of bring my knees up and then I straighten them out and then I crack my ankles. <laughs> and it drives my kids crazy because I'll just spin my ankles around, you know, and just get a good crack in each of them. And then I can, and then I can walk. <laughs> Um, the other thing you should do, I think yeah, related to this is if you do, if you do wake up by an alarm, which I'm not currently doing right now, I don't need to, but if you are, don't put the alarm by your bed. You want to put it across the room because when the alarm goes up now, you can't just throw your hand over and turn it off or hit snooze. You've got to get out of bed, go turn it off. And it's much easier to stay up once you do that than it is to just hit the snooze over and over and over. I learned that trick probably too late when I did wake up to an alarm. And once I did, I mean, I had the alarm way across the room and it would get me right out of bed. I turned it off. I'd go right to the bathroom and it was great. That snooze was not a thing anymore in my life after that point. So I highly recommend that. Um, and the stretching uh, will, will get your blood flowing a bit. You're stretching your muscles out. Um, you know, your ligaments, your joints, you know, and the older you get, I think the more important that's going to be, at least it has been for me. So, all right, this is a good one. This, this happens every once in a while. People are always coming by. It says, if someone comes to your door selling a home security system and asks if you have one, always say yes. I don't know that I've had anybody come by to ask me that, that did not have what looked like legitimate clothing on with a, with a lanyard and a, and a thing, a thing in it, uh, with the, the insignia on their shirt and so forth. 
uh, that caught, you know, it, it caused me to believe that they were, you know, really selling security, but I'm sure people go to pretty great lengths to, uh, set themselves up for a home, home robbery. So if they're asking if you have a security system, say yes. Um, and you know, if you don't, you are interested, you are in the market, so to speak, you can say, yes, I do. I don't know how much I like it. What do you, what do you, what are you selling? What do you got? And then you can get into, you can get into their, uh, pitch. So I like that. I mean, you never know. Somebody could be coming by and when I've done it and because I do have a home security system, I'll say, Oh yeah, I do look right here. And I, I, I show them the doorbell that's got a camera on it, and they look right at it. Boom. Now I got them on video. So they know they're going to be suspect number one if my house does get robbed. Uh, but, you know, the fact that I, I show them I have the doorbell and, you know, they know to stay away. And that that doorbell is such a good deterrent, I think, you know, because a lot of a lot of robberies, they come up, they'll always come up to your house, especially day robberies, and they'll knock on the door to see if anybody's home. They come up to the door, they see that doorbell, boom, they're on camera. They're gone. You know what I mean? So I don't know what the statistics are on that, but it seems like the more doorbells there are out there, um, the safer everybody is. You know, there are neighborhoods that people probably avoid because they've gone around and they see so many doorbells and their face is now recorded that they don't want to be in, they don't want to have anything to do with that neighborhood at that point. All right. This has been kind of a quick episode. That's okay. Let's get, let's get one more. This one's a bit related to stoicism. So let me read it. It says, never ignore your emotions or thoughts or you'll end up at a really bad state. Find ways to deal with them. It'll feel better by the end. And I like that. I like that. I think that if you're, if you're ignoring your emotions or you're ignoring thoughts that keep coming back, then those emotions or, or those thoughts are going to end up controlling you or mastering you in some way, uh, later on, probably. So if you've got emotions and, You've got thoughts, depending on what they are. Uh, one thing you could do is find somebody that you can say, Hey, look, I just need to unload. I'm not looking for solutions. I just need to talk. And likewise, if somebody comes to you in that state and says, I just need to talk, I probably wouldn't approach it as, um, thinking that it's your job to help them solve their problem. I would, I would just be there to listen and to actively listen. This is, uh, this is a practice I've learned about in my parenting studies. It's called active listening. It's a way of asking questions to help them pull stuff out. Okay. Therapists, psychologists, you know, are trained in this sort of thing, but, but it's a good idea for parents to learn as well as friends and adults and uh, spouses as well. And that's one thing that. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a guy, but it's like when I, when I hear about a problem, I just want to fix it. You know, I want to get it fixed. I want to get it resolved. And so when my wife wants to like tell me about something, I used to start offering solutions and that was a bit of a peeve for her. So I stopped doing that once she was able to communicate with me that that's not what she's looking for. If she's looking for us now, you know, we talk about it now. If she's looking for a solution. She'll be explicit. I, you know, I need some help solving this. What do you, what do you got? But otherwise, she just wants to vent. She just wants to talk about it. And it's very helpful for you to just just listen. And you can ask questions. You can probe a bit because that really helps them pull out more of whatever might be bothering them. And, you know, and back to the other side, if, if you're somebody who, who feels like you do need somebody to talk to, um, you know, spouses are great. Siblings are great. Parents can be great. 
you know, depending on your relationship, friends. But it, it is it is helpful to have somebody in your life that you can just talk to. That's not going to judge you. That's not going to shame you. Um, that's just going to be there. And and it's a good idea to do that, right? Because you bottle stuff up. At some point, that can have, you know, physiological effects. That sort of stuff can, can take a toll on you physically. It can wear you down. Um, and it can cause problems. So not only will you feel better, you know, emotionally or psychologically, but you'll probably start to feel better physically too if you get that stuff out instead of bottling them up. And it's not easy, especially if you're somebody who has a really bad habit of, of doing that, of, of not expressing yourself. And this sort of thing probably comes from childhood where you were punished for having emotions. It's, that's way too common in our society where kids have big emotions and they don't know how to control their emotions because they're kids and they're punished for having them or they're shamed for having them. So they learn to, to bottle them up. They learn to hide them. They're still there. They're still a problem that hasn't been resolved, but now they're, they're getting better at pushing them down. And at some point that's going to come out and it's probably going to come out in a form of rage and, and possibly violence. So it's not a good idea to socialize kids to bottle up their thoughts or their feelings. It's better to socialize them to find somebody who's who they can trust to vent and they'll know that they're in a safe place. Ideally that's a parent. Okay, that's what that's what that's that's the parent's job is to be there for their kids. It's not to shame them for big emotions or big thoughts or feelings, even negative feelings towards other people. It's, it's to be there to mentor them and to listen to them. At least I, that's what I believe. All right, that's going to do for this episode. Quick recap. Uh, we talked about taking photos and video of your belongings, of your house for insurance uh, recovery purposes. We talked about donating old items when you buy new items. Keep it, keep it rotating. Uh, stretching in the morning as well as putting your alarm across the room. The alarm goes off, you do some stretches, crack your ankles, go turn it off. Proceed with the day. Simple. Um, we talked about uh, people coming by to sell you a home security system. They may have ulterior motives. Always tell them, yes, you have one. But if you don't and you are interested, then you can say, look, I have one, but let's hear what you've got. Maybe it's better. Then you can save face. And then finally, never ignore your emotions or your thoughts. Get them out somehow. If you bottle them up, they will, they will probably end up hurting you or hurting somebody else down the line. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and have a better day. Please send your comments or questions to thinkinganddoingpodcast at gmail.com. Please consider supporting this podcast at everythingvoluntary.com by visiting patreon.com forward slash EVC or paypal.me forward slash everythingvoluntary. Thank you.